welcome back to another episode of the Sweat and Sauvignon podcast. I'm your host, Catherine, and in today's episode, it's just going to be me. It's solo today, and I'm talking all about how I kicked my addiction to artificial sweeteners, Diet Coke, and sugars pretty much for good, giving you all my top tips. I'll be doing solo episodes every couple weeks, so if you feel like you have a topic you want me to speak more on, just DM me on Instagram at Sweat and Sauvignon. And if you hate the solo episodes and you think they're boring as fuck, then I guess DM me that they're shitty also. (laughs) Just kidding. Please do not do that. Anyways, this episode is brought to you by our lovely sponsor, Two Bears Coffee. So I have been intermittent fasting most weekday mornings. I feel like it works best with my schedule. And I've also been doing fasted workouts in the morning time. I'm actually trying to build some muscle mass right now. So the combination of intermittent fasting and fasted intense workouts boosts HGH levels, which is the human growth hormone. And what HGH does is it helps to build muscle mass, boost metabolism, and burn fat. I'm definitely not an expert on this topic, but I'm going to have an episode coming out on it with an expert so you can get more of, I don't know, a definition of it and some more info on it. But basically, I work out fasted and I do intermittent fasting during the week. So in the morning time, what I'll do before I head to my workout is grab a Two Bears black coffee. The only ingredients are organic coffee and filtered water, so it won't break my fast. And it comes in a single serving can, so it's already going to be cold and iced, which is perfect for the summertime. And I find that I am really sensitive to caffeine, so I'll get really shaky, but the single serving is just the right amount, so it won't get me shaky. It'll just give me enough energy to get through a spin class or a really intense hit class. And I'll just grab it from my fridge, put it in my purse, and I'll either sip on it while I walk to the gym or if I want to sleep in, which is, let's be honest, most mornings, I'll sip it on the streetcar. So if you head to twobears.ca, you can use my code SWEAT15 and you'll get 15% off your entire order. They also have oat milk lattes, chai lattes, matcha lattes, whatever your heart desires. So that's SWEAT15, S-W-E-A-T-1-5 if you are illiterate. Um, But yeah, go get yourself some coffee. So without further ado, let's get into the wellness product of the week. This is where I choose a wellness product that I would recommend to a girlfriend that I've tried, that I love. No BS, I promise. This week, I'm going to tell you about the Runcobo scale. So as I mentioned before, I'm trying to build muscle right now. That's my goal. So I wanted a new scale that was actually accurate in measuring my muscle mass so I could track my progress and get stronger. But I was a little hesitant to buy a new one just because in the past I've tried these smart scales that hook up to Bluetooth and they measure your muscle mass and they're just so inaccurate. I would actually do experiments where I would drink water and step on the scale before and after to see what numbers changed. And I always found that my obviously body weight would go up, but also my muscle mass and all of these things. So 
I was like, okay, this is definitely not accurate. But I did this test with the Run Kobo scale and it's the most accurate scale I have owned. So I definitely recommend it. And what I like about the Run Kobo is they don't just focus on the number on the scale. They focus on your health from so many different aspects because it's really easy to become obsessive about weighing yourself. I have been there for years and I'm finally out of that place. So it's really nice. Now I find that when I weigh myself with Run Kobo, I'm not focused on the number on the scale. I'm focusing on all of the other data that it gives me. So it tells me my skeletal muscle, muscle mass, bone mass, my BMR, metabolic age, my body water, my fat-free body weight, visceral fat, all of these things. And it's really nice to weigh myself and focus more on the health of my body rather than the number on the scale. One thing I will say is if you are in a place where you're going to be obsessive over the number on the scale, just don't buy it. Like don't buy any scale. Try to shift your mindset and your focus first. And if you ever want to buy a scale in the future, buy something like this one. And I will put the link in the description box below if you are looking for a new scale to track your muscle mass, your bone mass, all of these things. Okay, so my name is Sweat and Sauvignon, so I gotta live up to that. So now I get to tell you what the last drink I had was and what the last workout I did was. So last night I went for a drink at a patio with my best friend. Um, more like three. So I had a vodka soda before the bar. And when we got to the bar, I had two gin and tonics. They're the best. And then today I hit up sweat and tonic for their triple threat class. What it is, 30 minutes of spin, 30 minutes of hit, and 30 minutes of mobility work. So it's a really nice, well-balanced workout. You get your cardio, you get your strength training, and you get some stretching in. Love it. Every Sunday at 4.15, you will find me there. Okay, so now this is where we get into the meat and potatoes of the episode where I talk all about kicking artificial sweeteners, sugar, and diet sodas. So to give you a bit of background, I was addicted to these things for years. In university, I would have to go to the convenience store pretty much every night and buy so much candy, so much chocolate. In my group chat with my girlfriends, we would call it a shopper's run or like a chocolate run. And I would usually be the instigator where we would all go to Shoppers Drug Mart or the convenience store and buy insane amounts of sugar. And then after university, when I was trying to eat healthier, focus on my health and lose a little bit of weight, I started relying on healthier alternatives like stevia, smart sweets, heavily processed protein bars, and they really started making up a huge portion of my diet because I saw them as healthy replacements to actual sugar and chocolate. But what I found was they would make me crave actual sugar so much more and I would have to eat way more stevia and way more smart sweets and protein bars to kind of cure my sugar craving and then it was just like this vicious cycle where I would get a sugar craving I wanted candy 
And then I would have something artificial to satisfy that craving, but it still wasn't good enough. And my sugar craving was still there. And then I needed more of these artificial replacements in my day to cure my sugar cravings that happened all of the time. I've done research on this and Google has told me that I'm correct, but basically I had a theory that all of these artificial sweeteners were actually building my sweetness tolerance where it got to a level that was disgusting. Like my morning coffee, I had to have 15 drops of stevia in it because I needed it so sweet. And over the years, it just grew and grew to a point where I just, I needed so much stevia to satisfy myself or multiple bags of smart sweets, that kind of thing. So it was really bad. And then I would also rely heavily on diet sodas. I know people love Diet Coke, but I was a diet root beer or Fresca kind of girl. I would go to the gas station every single day at lunch when I was working at a PR agency and buy like two Frescas and a protein bar. And my coworkers were like, you do you actually just shop at Petro Canada, the gas station around the corner? Like, do you go into a grocery store or is this just like your diet? And it pretty much was. I would have so many protein bars in a day and so much Diet Coke. I would have like half a liter to a liter per day. It was insane. So this year I was like, I need to stop this. This is not good for me. I need to focus on real whole foods and I need to cut all of this out. And another motivating factor was intermittent fasting. So I did a ton of research on it this year and realized I really wanted to try it because it has so many different health benefits. But I was like, how do I give up my morning coffee? Because stevia apparently spikes your insulin levels, which breaks your fast. So I was like, okay, I can't have my morning coffee without my stevia. So I need to find a way to love black coffee. So this is where I go into my top tips on how I did it, how I cut all of these things out, how I'm living my life now without constant sugar cravings in my day and how I really like black coffee now. Tip number one, do a cleanse. <laughs> this might not work for everyone, but I'm the type of person where if I have a little bit of something, like a taste of stevia or a taste of sugar or like one Diet Coke, I am going to want more. So if you are similar to me, if you're very all or nothing and balance isn't really your best friend, I would highly recommend doing a cleanse and cutting everything out cold turkey. I decided to do the Wild Rose Herbal Detox and it's 12 days. They give you guidelines on what to eat to kind of cleanse your body of toxins and all of these things. And there's no sugar allowed, no artificial sweeteners, no natural sweeteners, and you're not even allowed tropical fruits because they are higher in sugar. I'm not saying you should cut bananas out for the rest of your life. You know, fruit is really healthy and dates are really healthy, all of these things. But basically what happened in the 12 days was my 
tolerance for sugar, even if it was just from a banana or like a smoothie or something with tropical fruits and dates, it went way down. And things like carrots started tasting so sweet to me. It's actually crazy how much your taste buds can change in such a short period of time. So if you just cut out all things that are high in sugar, artificial sweeteners, Diet Coke, all of these things, your body is going to get used to it so fast. And I'm not going to lie, the first couple days are hard, but it's so worth it because afterwards you try having stevia again or you try having the things that you craved before and they actually taste disgusting. So my number one tip, if you're actually serious about kicking sugar and artificial sweeteners, is go cold turkey do this 12-day cleanse. It doesn't even have to be the wild rose one with all the herbs. You can just do your own cleanse of cutting out sugar and high fruit sugar, that kind of thing. And I promise you from my own experience that this is the most effective and your sugar tolerance will be very low after this. Tip number two is to find replacements. So when I was craving a Diet Coke, I would reach for a kombucha or a flavored sparkling water with some frozen berries, a little citrus. So it feels like you're actually having something exciting, but you're not, and it's healthy. <laughs> One kombucha I really love that's low in sugar is Rise Kombucha. So they have their regular line and then they have a low sugar line and I actually prefer the taste of the low sugar wine or <laughs> wine no the low sugar kombucha but we all know where my head is at apparently tip number three is to pinpoint your triggers for sugar cravings and introduce a new habit what I found really effective was keeping a note on my phone where I wrote in it every single time I craved sugar I eventually realized my sugar cravings were mostly at nighttime after dinner when I was just sitting down watching TV when I kind of just like wanted something to snack on it wasn't because I was hungry it was because I just like wanted a sweet treat and it was a habit that I just would always have something sweet after dinner even though I didn't really need it I wasn't hungry for it once I pinpointed this trigger I replaced the habit so it's kind of like building new muscle memory and I'm totally in the camp of belief that your habits will dictate your future. So I was in the habit of having dessert every freaking night and now I'm in the habit of having tea with one square of 100% chocolate every night. So the chocolate I love the most is Giddy Yo-Yo 100% cacao with mint in it. It's so good. It doesn't have any sugar in it and there's actually so much antioxidants and health benefits that come with chocolate and not the convenience store kind but like the pure shit so during my cleanse every single night even if i was really full from dinner or even if i didn't really feel like the chocolate and the tea i would still make it because i knew during times of weaknesses in the future when i was really craving sugar i would go back to my old habit so i really needed a new one that was just automatic so i would have tea with the chocolate every single night while i watched tv and that was it 
At first, I'm not going to lie, the chocolate tasted so bitter, but as your taste buds change, you grow to love it. And I'm going to give you a bonus tip here. If you come to love this chocolate too much, where you can't stop at just one square, then I highly recommend getting this little Amazon contraption. It's basically like a lockbox where you can put your phone, you can put cigarettes if you're trying to quit smoking, um, but I would recommend using it for this chocolate so you can time it that it opens every night at a certain time and any other time of day it's locked automatically so you can't get into it. I also introduced a nightly walk after dinner time. I find that this habit really helped me kind of get out of the zone of like craving sugar, craving something else, and it just like takes you out of your thoughts, gets you outside. It's a really good hack to kind of stop those cravings. And just a little FYI, doing a 10 to 30 minute walk after a meal actually can reduce your insulin sensitivity by about 50%. So that's really important in losing weight and burning fat if that is your goal and it's just healthier too. If you don't believe me, that's fine. I'm not an expert, but give it a quick Google. I promise it's true. Tip number four, it's going to sound ridiculous and so immature, but <laughs> I found it really helpful. So I kept a calendar and I printed it out. I bought stickers from the dollar store that were meant for children under the age of seven. They were cute little butterflies. And every day I did my new habit of having tea and the 100% chocolate, I would put a little sticker on the day only if I didn't have sugar that day. Humans are hardwired to love a reward. So actually rewarding yourself with a sticker, as silly as it sounds, is super effective, or at least for me. I don't know if I'm just immature, but I've read some studies on it and I think I'm, I'm right. Tip number five, get an accountability buddy. So when I was doing the 12-day cleanse, I had my mom with me. We were both doing it and it was so nice to have someone else to talk about it with, to like check in on how, how are you doing? This is how I'm doing. Are you having cravings? All of these things. I just find it's so much more effective doing it with someone else. So if a friend wants to kick sugar with you, then definitely take them up on it. Text them every single day. Tell each other your trigger points so you guys can like check in with each other during those times. I feel like that would be super effective. That's what I did with my mom. She knew that I always crave sugar right after dinner. So we'd do our walk. We would like talk about it. It was kind of fun. It was something that we were doing together. So it was really nice. I highly recommend. Tip number six, make sure your breakfast has a lot of protein in it, like a lot, 30 grams. And make sure it has some fat in it. So we know that protein is the most satiating macronutrient. So it's going to keep you feeling full. It's going to keep your cravings at bay. And then fats at breakfast also keep you satiated and feeling full into lunchtime. I found that starting my day with a really good filling breakfast was essential in keeping those cravings to a minimum throughout the day because I wasn't hungry. And I feel like when you're hungry, that's when you 
are so ravenous. Your your lizard brain kind of like takes over and it's like, I want sugar. I want these bad things. Just like fucking feed me. So it's important to avoid that if possible. My go-to breakfast was a smoothie. It was like a cherry chocolate smoothie. So I would put in frozen cherries. That was like the only fruit that was in it. So it was really low sugar. And then I would put cacao powder, marine collagen in for protein, some vegan protein powder. I've also been loving ATP protein powders right now. Um, they're super clean and I've had a lot of people recommend them to me who are in the field of nutrition. So I definitely trust that. I'd add a bunch of frozen cauliflower, frozen spinach to get some vegetables in me and some fiber to keep me feeling really full. I'd add a bunch of superfood powders like maca. And for the fat portion, I would put almond butter, cashew butter, any type of nut butter. I would stay away from peanuts just because they are a moldier nut. So I don't usually include them in my diet unless I'm eating out. That was definitely my typical breakfast um, on the cleanse, but I would also do a chia seed pudding sometimes and add in half a scoop of protein powder and a serving of marine collagen to get that protein in there and then obviously topped it off with some almond butter for the fat portion. And it was kind of crazy because that smoothie was a breakfast I'd have all the time, but I would always have to put stevia in it before I did the sugar cleanse. And then while I was having it without sugar or without stevia on the cleanse, I noticed that every day it tasted so much sweeter and satiating. And it was just kind of crazy to see how fast your taste buds change when you cut things out cold turkey. So I would say those are my top tips for actually cutting out the sugar. But I want to talk a little bit more about after you cut it out, what happens? Do you just never eat sugar the rest of your life? Like that's so unsustainable. And I really want to be able to live my life and, you know, have treats every now and then and all of these things. So I was kind of like, what do I do now that I'm not eating sugar? Like how do I, like what, what happens? So now I call myself a social sugar consumer. Basically what this means to me is the same thing as a social drinker. So that's also something that I'm working on, only drinking when I'm around people or when I'm going to a bar, that kind of thing, because it's really unhealthy to just always be drinking alone, which is something I really picked up during quarantine. So I'm working on that right now. But with sugar, I do the same thing. So if I'm at a cottage for a weekend and or watching The Bachelorette with my girlfriends and, you know, they bring candy or there's diet soda, that kind of thing, then I'll let myself have it because I want to be able to join in with my friends. I want to be able to have those things every now and again, but I never have sugar in the house. I never have processed protein bars, stevia, Diet Coke, I never have any of that available in my home. It's only ever when I go out to be with friends, to be with family, whatever it is. And now I also feel like I'm at a place where I can safely have sugar. So if I'm ordering in for myself, I love ordering 
a salad from Impact Kitchen here in Toronto, and they have this incredible sea salt chocolate cookie. I'm obsessed with it, and it's made with coconut sugar, so it's a little bit better for you. So if I'm ordering dinner, if I'm ordering in, I'll have something like that. I'll have like a natural, naturally sweetened dessert, and I find that it doesn't make me crave more and more sugar. It's just when you're constantly having those artificial sweeteners, those constant sugar cravings kind of continue and it's like that vicious cycle. So at least in my experience, that's what it was. I would love to hear more about what happens with you guys if you listen to these tips, if they work for you, if they don't. So make sure you Give me a follow on Instagram at Sweat and Sauvignon and let me know. I love hearing from you guys. And if you're interested in buying some coffee from Two Bears or the Run Kobo Scale I spoke on, if you're interested in doing the Herbal Detox from Wild Rose, I'll put everything in the show notes so you have it. And I guess I will see you next week. Make sure you sauce me a follow, subscribe, whatever the fuck it is, so you never miss an episode. 